Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It's Sue and Kendra and we're always excited to shine a spotlight on yet another incredible woman. Dr. Stephanie Fabian is the director of Mayo Clinic Women's Health and she's working to end the mystery surrounding menopause. It's a topic we haven't always been comfortable Mm -hmm. talking about, but she addresses it head on in her new book, The New Rules of Menopause, sharing the latest science and real life advice to help all of us better understand and manage this transitional stage of life. Dr. Fabian's book covers the facts, provides tools, and empowers women to embrace this milestone phase and enjoy their best life beyond it. She joins us today to share some of her work and to give it to us straight. Honest talk, straightforward advice, real solutions. Good morning, Dr. Fabian. Hi, how are you? We are doing well. And I'm going to start because... I can relate to this topic right now. (laughs) Hot flashes, weight gain, brain fog. What exactly is happening to a woman's body during menopause? And why has it been shrouded in secrecy for so long? Well, this is all coming about because a woman is losing estrogen from the ovary around this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, The estrogen levels start to decline even several years before a woman has her last menstrual period. Uh, as for why it's been shrouded in mystery, I think it's, there's a number of factors playing in there. I think the previous generation of baby boomers um, didn't necessarily want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But this, the newer generations of Gen X and the millennials, uh, the oldest of whom turned 42 years old to this year, uh, do want to know about it, do want to talk about it, and are in fact driving the conversation about it. So it's really good to see that we're talking about this subject. Yeah, I often wonder if it's because it's associated with aging. And yeah. for women, you know, the societal standards are such that of course, yeah. we don't, you know, want to think about our body aging the way it does. Do you think that plays into it as well? No doubt about it. So yeah. this is different than talking about menstrual cycles and Uh, pregnancy and lactation, for example. So Mm -hmm. this is completely different. And women may not want to bring it up in the workplace, as you suggest, because it's also so closely tied to aging. Yeah. And I think a lot of us are confused, or at least I am, about the difference between perimenopause and menopause. Can you explain the difference and how long do the symptoms last? Great question. So perimenopause is that time leading up to the menopause transition. Menopause is no period for a year. That's how it's defined. But perimenopause, it can last six to 10 years before that actually happens. And that's when the ovarian function is starting to decline. Women may start to have some of the same symptoms that they have during menopause, 
even before the last menstrual period. So those symptoms are like hot flashes, night sweats, sleep disturbances, mem- uh, memory issues like brain fog. A lot of women complain of irritability and anxiety. Some women have palpitations. Some have joint aches. So all of these um, can be incredibly bothersome. We know that hot flashes last a mean of seven to nine years and over a decade for about a third of women. So, Dr. Fabian, I'm 41 years old. I feel like I'm kind of going through a lot of those symptoms for the perimenopause that you just mentioned. Is that is that a normal age to experience it or is that a little early? Or maybe it's nothing else. Maybe I'm they're just (laughs) symptoms that are similar but not related. But could that be possible at 41? Entirely possible. Uh, So menopause is normal at any time after the age of 45, so essentially 46 and over. You back that up by 10 years. That means women who are 36 and older can be starting to have symptoms. So that would be considered normal. A lot of us, too, um, doctor, I think, believe that we have no control or ability to improve how we feel during this time. We sort of are like, all right, here we go. But your book says otherwise, and I love that. You present so many resources and strategies to help women optimize their health during this phase. Um, You know, you talk about diet in your book. You talk about sleep quite a bit in your book. And we do a morning show, so we never get enough sleep, Kendra and I, (laughs) about managing stress. Talk about some of the ways women can sort of take charge of this or manage this period of time. It's a really important time for women because after the menopause transition, our risks for chronic diseases go up, and in particular, our risk for heart disease goes up. That's still the number one killer of women, and so it's super important to start taking control of these factors uh, as we go through the menopause transition. So exactly as you mentioned, uh, making sure that you're getting enough sleep, that you're not gaining weight, that you're really watching what you eat, Um, that you're exercising on a regular basis and controlling stress. So all of that is key, Um, not just because uh, you're going through menopause, but looking at at the rest of your life uh, and trying to be healthy going forward because the reality is that we're going to spend about one-third to one-half of our lifespan after menopause. What are the therapy options? Can you share with us uh, some of the latest info on hormone therapy and maybe some other available holistic and other treatments? Of course. So hormone therapy remains the most effective therapy for hot flashes and night sweats. And for most women who are under the age of 60 and within 10 years of menopause onset, the benefits outweigh the risks. So that is by far and away the most effective treatment. We do have some other therapies available, including a new non-hormonal medication that just came on the market in May. It's the first new class of drug for uh, hot flashes that's been on the market since the 1940s. Uh, so, so it's really exciting that we have another option. Uh, the medication is called bezolinotant, and it impacts the uh, receptors in the brain that are in the hypothalamus and we believe control um, hot flashes. Oh, wow. So really exciting to have a new option available. Um, some of the lifestyle things, unfortunately, exercise really doesn't help with hot flashes. It pretty much helps with everything else, including heart disease risk and stress management and mood and reducing cancer risk, et cetera, but it doesn't help with hot flashes. Mm. Uh, diet may help with hot flashes to some degree. We know that weight loss um, can help with hot flash management, um, but even types of diets like uh, whole, flu- whole food 
plant-based diet may be uh, beneficial in terms of hot flashes. Um, but really, the over-the-counter supplements have not been proven effective for hot flash management. Hmm. So tell me again the name of that drug, and is it FDA-approved? Yes, it's Bezolinitant, okay. marketed under the name Vioza, and it is FDA-approved. And hormone therapy, I just want to circle back to that for a minute. Why in the past has that kind of, people have always shied away from that or said, oh, you need to be careful with that? Like, I feel like that has changed. Why, why has that changed, that sort of perception? Well, I think the perception has sort of come full circle. So before 2002, hormone therapy was the most prescribed drug, bar none, even more than antidepressants were. Oh. Uh, after the study came out in 2002, the prescribing rate went down such that uh, it was that about 40% of women were using hormone therapy and that dropped by orders of magnitude to about 4 to 6% of women using hormone therapy and that's where it sort of remained uh, in the years since the Women's Health Initiative came out. I think we've come full circle now because we've come to understand that data a lot better and we've under, we better understand the risks for women in their 50s are very low and that it differs from women, say, in their 70s who would start hormone therapy, but that's not who's in my office complaining of hot flashes. It's really right. the women in their 50s who are reporting trouble with hot flashes and night sweats. So it's very reassuring that the data for women in their 50s who start hormone therapy, again, the benefits tend to outweigh the risks. Okay. So let's talk about intimacy during this time. What kinds of problems do women experience and how can they and their partner work to manage them so that they can continue to have an active sex life? Great question. Well, the good news is that women who had good sex lives before menopause are very likely to continue to have good sex lives after menopause. Uh, so with menopause transition, we can experience vaginal dryness. Mm -hmm. uh, even some women have pain with sexual activity, but that is easily managed, again, with estrogen. But a low dose of vaginal estrogen is often sufficient to take care of that. There's also over-the-counter products like vaginal lubricants and moisturizers that commonly will help with more um, with milder symptoms and, and maybe even the prescription therapies aren't needed. I think communication should also be emphasized between a woman and her partner. I think that's a really important uh, part of this and, and a big part of intimacy in general. Mm -hmm. uh, so that as women go through, their partners also understand some of the challenges that they're experiencing during this transition. Yeah, I think that's good advice. I think that mm -hmm. we have to openly talk about it and make sure yeah. that we're educating the people in our family so they understand, you know, what's happening. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Exceptional Women podcast on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and along with my co-host, Kendra Petroni, we are thrilled to be talking to Dr. Stephanie Fabian, who is director of Mayo Clinic Center for Women's Health and serves as medical director for the Menopause Society. A leader in women's health, Dr. Fabian frequently lends her expertise to the New York Times, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, CNN, NBC News, and other national media. Dr. Fabian has been talking to us about her book, the New Rules of Menopause, a practical guide to help women take charge of our health and happiness in midlife. Let's get back to our conversation. Dr. Fabian, I know your book is divided into three main parts, understanding menopause, managing it, and then the third part is how to thrive in the years that follow. Why was that piece so important to include? 
as you think about it, I mean, again, we're going to spend a third to a half of our lives after menopause. So it's not just getting through this particular stage. It's really about learning how to um, take stock in where you are and really take off and be healthy in those years after menopause. There are a lot of things that people, women still want to do and want to accomplish after menopause, and a lot of people take on new careers. Um, but it's a good time to take stock. And what are you doing? Are you enjoying what you're doing? Are you putting the quote-unquote big rocks in the jar first? So are you taking care of yourself? Are you prioritizing the relationships that are important? Or are you filling your time with things that really don't matter and you should really kind of consider dropping? So it's a really good time to consider whether you're really prioritizing what you want to prioritize. You know, and I did see in your book, I loved that analogy with the rocks and then the smaller rocks and then the sand. And then also like the pizza analogy, like, you know, what how are the slices of your pizza being served up? What percentage of time are you spending doing this, that, and the other thing? And do those really reflect your values? And I think this is just, it's just a good time to have that sort of self-reflection and self-awareness, right? Absolutely. I, I think it's too easy to keep doing what you've been doing for a long time and not really step back and go, am I happy with what I'm doing? Should I be doing something else? Uh, but this is a great time for reflection, as you mentioned. It's also a good time to really take stock in, in your health and knowing your numbers. I know you've heard that before, but do you know what your blood pressure is? Do you know what your blood mm-hmm. sugar is, your cholesterol, um, all of those things that are going to help keep us healthy in the long run? And it's not just heart. It's also brain health that is going um, to reflect the same risk factor. So, so maintaining your brain health going forward, I know we all think is important. Now that we're finally really talking about it, are women feeling less stigma around this phase? Are we, you know, where are we? Is society looking at it differently? Are we looking at it differently? Are doctors talking more about it now? I I hope so. And maybe you can help me answer that question. (laughs) But I think the fact that I'm on this podcast and we're having this conversation means that we are talking more about it. I think uh, we still have an education gap. Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of women understanding what's happening to them and also medical providers uh, because there still isn't uh, a lot of medical education on menopause. And, in fact, most uh, trainees have no more than one to two hours of menopause education in their training programs. Why don't doctors uh, talk about this more? I feel like unless you address it as a specific issue, it's something that's not typically brought up. How do we change that? Again, I think it's education for doctors because they probably aren't bringing up the topic because they don't feel comfortable with it and they don't know exactly what to do about it. So I think this gets back to a lack of education. Why, doctor, does this topic, uh, women's health and more specifically midlife transition, menopause and beyond, resonate with you? Why are you personally so passionate about it? Well, that's a funny story, actually. I tried everything (laughs) in my power not to go into women's health. Oh, really? Uh, In fact... When I graduated my training program, I had trained in medicine and pediatrics, and everyone said, of course you want to do the women's area, or you want to go do women's osteoporosis, or you want to do the breast clinic. And I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) Uh, I want to do general medicine, like what I trained to do. And so it wasn't actually until the Women's Health Initiative study came out in 2002, and my patients couldn't get care. No one would prescribe hormone therapy. Uh, No one would address their sexual health issues that we actually started the Women's Health Clinic at Mayo after that because there was a need and 
frankly, physicians and medical providers were afraid to prescribe hormone therapy. So that's how we got started, and that's how I got into women's health. And I was in my 30s at the time. Hmm. What is femtech? For those of us who are not familiar with that term, can you explain what it is and why it's become such a booming industry? I think femtech is just a general term for those tech companies who are interested in women's health. Um, if if you look in general about the menopause market, it's estimated by Forbes to be a $660 billion industry. Wow. Uh, and I think there are a number of reasons for that, but midlife women have needs there that aren't being addressed, um, and they're they're midlife women who are often successful in their careers and have disposable income, and so they have money available to help manage these symptoms. And so there was a void, uh, and it's being filled with some of these companies. And some of them are are more worthwhile than others, and, and I think women need to be savvy consumers and if something seems like it's too good to be true, it probably is. And mm-hmm. women need to do due diligence to make sure that whatever product they're looking at uh, really has evidence to back it up. Talk a little bit about who your female role models have been, whether it be in your career or in your personal life, who have sort of helped to guide you along the way. Oh, wow, that's a hard question. I've never been asked that before. <laughs> I think I have many, many role models, including some family members, uh, good friends, people in medicine, people outside of medicine. And and I think you have to take bits and pieces from different people in your lives, and, and no one person is going to be the, the ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's those characteristics and those skill sets that, that you see, oh, she did that really well, or he did that really well, and mm-hmm. I want to emulate that. So I can't say that I have just one. Yeah. What do you want the main takeaway from your book to be? We'll mention the name of it again, The New Rules of Menopause, A Mayo Clinic Guide to Perimenopause and Beyond. Um, Talk about if, you know, somebody reads the book and you could have one main takeaway, what would it be? I really want women to be empowered during this transition and to know that uh, while they may have no symptoms and no difficulty with the transition that a lot of women do, and that there are lots of options available to them, and that they should also take this transition as a time to take stock and really set themselves up to be healthy going forward. And talk about where your book is available. Is it on Amazon or anywhere books are sold, or how can people get a hold of it? Yes, it's anywhere books are sold. Awesome. And I actually have a question for you, Dr. Fabian. In your opinion, like if you could come up with one sentence of advice, one piece of advice, a quick sort of saying or motto that you could give to other women or women that we have listening now to help them understand or feel better about what they're going through or what they're going to go through, what would be your your kind of motto or your saying to them to make them maybe not feel so worried about the topic? Uh, I think it's just important to know that this is a normal life stage. This is a universal transition that 100% of us are going to go through. And if they're uncomfortable, there there are things that can be done to to make this transition smoother for them. Thank you so much for your, you know, your insight, your research, your advice, all the work that you're doing really to improve women's health. There's so many of us that will benefit from all of the info that you've shared with us today and in your book. We really appreciate your time and the work that you're doing because it's not an easy job. I know. Well, thanks so much. It's a very rewarding job and uh, it's wonderful to work with great people, including my colleagues, but also my patients. Yeah, and I'm sure it must be nice to see firsthand the impact your work has on a lot of the patients that you have long-term relationships with. So uh, kudos to you and thank you for all you do to help all of us out. We appreciate your time today, doctor. Thank you so much for having me. 
thank you to Dr. Stephanie Fabian, Director of Mayo Clinic Women's Health, for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. Her book, The New Rules of Menopause, is a frank, straightforward guide to managing this transition and optimizing your health during and beyond. It is so refreshing to have someone finally talk about Mm -hmm. it and help us understand it in layman's terms. It's amazing she's dedicated her career to helping women and developing long-term relationships with patients. She really is a great example of how healthcare, especially for women, is evolving. We need to be more open about this subject. Everyone needs to be educated on it. It affects our whole family, you, your partner, even your grown kids. So it's refreshing to talk about it so frankly. And remember, you can get Dr. Fabian's book, which covers the facts, provide tools, and empowers women to embrace this phase wherever books are sold. Yes, you can. You've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It is our privilege to provide a platform for people who are out doing really meaningful work in our communities. Thank you for paying attention and for helping us create engaging programming. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and you feel inspired. And hey, if you missed any episode, you can listen on magic1067.com and you can follow us on Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. And please join us every Sunday morning at 7.30 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 